Hey everyone, and welcome again to Coffee with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we're going to reflect on something not many of us like, but something we all need. And that thing is tension. And so today, the, the title for this podcast is The Nature of Tension. All of us face tension of some kind in our lives. And if we can understand the nature of the tension we are facing, it may help us to navigate it a bit more effectively. Because what you know and what I know is that not all tension is the same. But tension is required for growth. Without tension, we stay stagnant. And so again, today we're going to be talking about the nature of tension. If you're new to this podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we release this every week. Uh, we just spend 10, 15 minutes together talking about something that helps us either reflect Jesus more, understand him more, grow in our relationship with him. And uh, so, yeah, subscribe to this uh, podcast on whichever platform you are on. And let's today grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit down in a, in a nice comfortable place as we discuss this nature of tension. If you're driving, uh, I hope this doesn't make you more tense in the traffic. I hope you, you actually come to understand the, 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 the beauty of tension as we speak into today's session. So again, we have to face tension in our world. And so very simply, what is the nature of tension you are currently in? In order to unpack this, I want us to look at the idea of fault lines, right? So, so in geography, I remember when I was in high school, we studying geography, we spoke about fault lines. And, and geography tells us that there are four kinds of common types of fault lines. And each of these can represent a kind of tension we may be experiencing in our lives. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at the natural as, as almost like a parable of the tension we can experience in our own life. Now, the first kind of fault line is what they call a normal fault line. Uh, this is another way of looking at it is a divergent fault line. And this is when two continental plates are moving away from one another. Okay, so in other words, there is distance. This kind of uh, fault is when space is created because two continental shelves are trying to slide away from one another. And this can cause a number of issues in the natural, but it's also a kind of tension in our lives that we need to come to terms with. Sometimes the tension we have to face is the tension of separation. That's what this one is, the tension of separation. Sometimes the thing that is necessary for our growth, the, the source of our tension uh, or something that's going to be a catalyst for our next season is separation. And this can cause tension because goodbyes can be difficult, especially when our hearts are attached to the thing we need to move away from. Now, before I get into this, not everything you need to move away from is bad. Okay. Sometimes parents will know this. Seeing your children leave home and, and go and spread their wings, that's not a, that's not a uh, you're not saying goodbye to a bad thing, but it's necessary for their next season and your next season. In scripture, we see Abraham, he had to separate from his father and his family in order to be obedient to God's call. That's not saying his family was bad, but obedience called for separation. Again, it was in Abraham's life, we see him had to separate from Lot before God spoke to him about the promised land. Israel had to separate themselves from Egypt because Egypt had become something that was going to hold them back from the promise of God. Samuel had to distance himself from Saul when God rejected Saul as king. David had to separate himself from his own land and people in order to survive the attack and pursuit of Saul. Jesus separated himself from heaven in order to bring salvation to this world. Sometimes the tension of separation is incredibly difficult to manage because we don't want to leave. We don't want to let go. But it is in the letting go that we experience new room 
new space to grow in as we move into something God ordained. If this is the tension facing you right now, can I encourage you that holding on to what God is trying to separate from you is only ever going to hurt you, hamper you, and hinder the growth that God is calling you to. It's going to hurt you in the long run. And so perhaps for you today, you understand this tension of separation. Perhaps you've gone through it before, but number one is the tension of separation. The second fault line that geography talks to us about is what they call a reverse fault line. And this is the exact opposite of a normal one. And this is where the, the continental shelves, instead of moving away from one another, move toward one another. They, they're in direct conflict. They, they, they collide with one another. And this, this tension looks like two forces coming together in conflict. Where the first tension was a tension of separation, this is the tension of conflict. Now, Again, we're not talking here about personality quirks and, and likes and dislikes. Some people seem to thrive off of conflict, while others seem to avoid conflict at all costs and do anything and everything to avoid it. Often, uh, you know, if you've ever done premarital, often they'll talk about what kind of animal are you? Are you the kind of animal like an ostrich who sticks its head in the sand when there's conflict? Are you a hedgehog that crawls up into a ball and just puts out your spikes? Are you a lion that attacks or are you a shark that swims under the water stealthily and then just comes up and does a surprise attack? What kind of animal are you? That, that's not what we're talking about, right? That's just a, a free-for-all. Some of you who are married might be going, I understand now. But regardless of that, we, all of us are going to experience seasons of conflict because conflict is tension and tension is where growth happens. Sometimes a place of our greatest growth and most potential is a place of conflict. Think about David. David was in conflict in, in many situations. Goliath, Saul, lions, bears. There was so much conflict in David's life, and it led to incredible growth. Paul had conflict with this group of people called the Judaizers. Jesus had conflict with the Pharisees. Esther had conflict with Haman. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had conflict with jealous people in their, their slave nation. Conflict is part of our world. And if we try and avoid it at all costs. We are limiting our opportunity to grow into what God is calling us to become. How we engage with conflict is important. It's not something to be avoided. It's something to be navigated well. Matthew 18 gives us a clear process to follow when we are in conflict with another person. We're also told in scripture not to sin in our anger. Conflict is never an opportunity to sin and it cannot be used as a justification for sin. Instead of allowing anger to dominate frustration and tension in conflict, instead of, instead of avoiding it, what if we ask God to reveal to us the growth point in this conflict? And every conflict we go through, we see it as another level that we can go to, another potential growth that we can experience. So first kind of tension is separation. The second kind is conflict. Now, the next fault line is one that they call the sliding past fault line. And this is where two tectonic plates are not going toward one another or away from one another. They're simply sliding past one another. And as they do that, they create friction as they are moving in two different directions. In other words, the movement isn't toward or away, but simply in two different directions. One of the tensions we can experience in our world is the tension when things don't go as we want them to. Instead of conflict and separation, we experience the tension of frustration. For many of us, we are experts at experiencing frustration. 
But what if, again, we engaged with it as a growth opportunity instead of allowing frustration to define us? What if we allowed it to grow us? How many of us know the frustration of things not happening the way we want to or in the time frame we want to? How many of us know the frustration of not being seen or heard? How many of us know the frustration of having a dream but never seeing it come to pass? How many of, no, how many of us knowing the, know the frustration of, of expecting something from someone and they not deliver? Jacob knew the frustration of working for seven years and then being tricked. Esau knew the frustration of being stabbed in the back by his own brother. Joseph knew the frustration of having dreams that no one else believed in. David knew the frustration of being overlooked by his father and insulted by his brothers. Jesus knew the frustration of seeing people manipulate religion for their own ends. He also knew the frustration of having slow disciples. Paul knew the frustration of seeing hypocrisy in Peter. It seems frustration is a normal thing to navigate for disciples. We will all experience frustration, but we won't all grow through frustration. So how do we navigate frustration well? Well, firstly, there is a difference between experiencing frustration and becoming frustrated. We can never allow it to become our identity. However, frustration can be a vehicle for revelation. And that's why as much as I hate frustration, I also love frustration. It can become a vehicle for revelation. What we are frustrated with is often an indication of what God is calling us to sow our lives into. Therefore, frustration can be a signpost for our purpose. And I want to encourage you, if there is something that has repeatedly frustrated you over years and in different work environments, in different relationships, if there is one thing that consistently causes you frustration, perhaps that is a signpost from God so that you can understand what he's calling you to give your life to. So the first kind of tension is separation. The second is conflict. The third is frustration. And then lastly, there is a, a fourth kind of fault line where one tectonic plate slides beneath the other one. If there is tension in separation, conflict, and frustration, there is always a level of frustration in something called submission. Think about that, that picture of one tectonic plate going under another. That is one going beneath, submitting itself. Submission is something we are all called to. Paul says that we are all called to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So if it is something we are all called to, why would it be such a source of tension? I know for some of you listening right now, as soon as I used the word submission, you turned off. For some of you, it, it brought up some PTSD that you're still experiencing. Sometimes submission is used as a battering ram. But there's something else. One of the things we, we all know is that as a species, we have this issue called pride. And you might go, I have no pride. But at some level, we all have this temptation to see ourselves as our absolute authority in this world. We all experience the temptation to compare ourselves to others and even to make God fit into our ways of thinking. We want everyone and everything to submit to us. But again, submission is part and parcel of being a disciple. Paul teaches it over and over as the scripture I just referenced. Saul failed to submit. Daniel submitted to a number of pagan kings. And, and, and again, we are called to submit to all governing authorities. Submission can be an incredible source for growth for us, but our natural DNA rejects the idea of submission. And this is where the tension comes in. The tension here is because we are not perfect. And in more ways than we would like to acknowledge, we are still children of Eve. 
we go back to the Garden of Eden, she was tempted to be like God. The enemy, the serpent, didn't get her to worship him. That wasn't his agenda. But he got her to step outside of submission to God. And ever since, men and women have struggled with this idea of submission. When this idea of submission has come up, it has become a source of tension. Can I encourage you? That if this is a place where you struggle, this is a place where you've had bad experiences, don't allow a bad experience that someone else has given you to shape the way you see a biblical principle. And that's true for so many things, tithing, whatever it may be. But can I encourage you, choose to place yourself in this kind of tension. If you're struggling with submission, choose to submit to someone. It's good for you. It's going to grow you. We see more of Jesus in ourselves as we submit to one another. And so right off the bat, can I just encourage you, submit. So there's the four kind of tensions that I think geography reveals to us. Separation, conflict, frustration, and submission. Which of these tensions have you experienced in the past? And, and as you reflect on that, can you pinpoint the growth that came out of that season of tension? Is there one of these four things that you're going through right now? And is God trying to show you a growth area that he's calling you to? Is he saying, hey, I want you to grow. I want, there's, there's more for you. There's a next level for your life. And if you can just navigate this tension well, you are going to see something incredible. Separation, conflict, frustration, submission. None of those appeal to us, but all of those can grow us. And so my prayer for each of us today, and again, myself included, is that we would understand the nature of tension we're in and we would also see the benefit of that tension for our growth and purpose. I pray that this is, again, something for you to chew on, something for you to think about as you go into the rest of your week. Perhaps it's something you can talk about with your family or your life group, uh, and, and, or maybe there's a mentor that you need to talk about this with. But I pray that you would begin to see tension in a different light, and as you navigate the nature of tension, you would begin to grow more than you've ever grown before. Have an amazing rest of your week and we will see you next time on Coffee with Jesus. 